Welcome to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast, episode number 97. What I learned from Lachlan Giles. We told you we would be back. Yeah. Consistency is king. We had none of it over the last <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> but we're back now, more consistent than ever. Every I don't Tuesday know if and ever. Friday. Ever was before we were super consistent. Yeah, we were pretty good. It was so close to making 100 episodes without missing, without a, missing a single, you know, twice a week, every yep. week. And then we didn't like life. Stop living in the past, Adam. We're living in the now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Hanada uh, bought a, a, a stack of books. I've been meaning to take a photo and send it to you because, like, one of them's David Goggins' book. Yes, <laughs> you, yes, Hanada. You for sure read it because I guess it's like can't his, hurt me. I actually haven't. I think it's that. Oh, no. I haven't read it. Yeah, I, I haven't read it. Was it, was it. It's called Can't Hurt Me. Right? I think so. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his only book. I think. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly, I haven't read it. I like followed all of his other stuff, but I haven't read his book. <laughs> Remember the episode we were sitting here talking about like, uh, was it, uh, who are we talking about? Um, was it Mike Tyson and or some someone? I think we were talking about Mike Tyson and that he should yeah, have an yeah. autobiography yeah, he's and got whatever. Like two or something. And we're like, hang on, let's have a look. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you're like, oh, I totally get it if he's got one. And then we looked it up and he, he had one. He wrote it like five years ago. And you're like, ah, oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's outdated now. A lot's changed since then. Oh, that was hilarious. I, rem- I do remember that. But uh, yeah, so if you don't know who Lachlan Giles is, then uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah, I think most people would know if you listen to this podcast, but for the uninitiated, Lachlan Giles is uh, out of Absolute MMA in Melbourne. He is very well known for stealing the show at last ADCC mm. where he went into the – he's a small dude, went into the Absolute division and heel hooked just about everyone. Mm. Uh, he really – highlighted for the world the strength of K-Guard and like backside 50-50, healed hooked Muhammad Ali and Kainan and um, oh God, names slipped from my head. One of the other big heavyweights. Anyway, oh God. It's cyborg song, is it? No, no, no. God, I've just lost his name. But he eventually got stopped by none other than Gordon Ryan in the um, semifinals. Yeah, fuck that dude. But yeah, <laughs> and – um. Yeah, but he got bronze medal in the absolute division. Mm. Uh, he's also gave Craig Jones uh, his black belt. Mm. So he's very, excuse me, he's very well known as a crazy good athlete, competitor, and coach. Uh, and yeah, he 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 recently did a little free seminar thing up here in Sydney. He has an online video platform, learning so. platform yeah. called Submeta. If you want to check it out. It's submeta.io. Submeta.io. I highly recommend checking it out. It's a really cool sort of interactive way of learning opposed to just having an instructional, you'll have content and mm. then you kind of essentially asked questions and you're mm. given like photo or video references. Like, yeah. okay, in in this situation, should I do A, B or C mm. or whatever, you know, or oh, to keep control of the knee line, do I do this or do I do that? And so you actually have to engage mm. a great it's way. More, of it's more like a course and it follows your progress yeah. throughout. So for example, uh, I'm, I'm a subscriber to Submeta for the um, 
Because it was part of the, the seminar that he did. Like, it was yeah, free so the for seminar, all subscribers. Exactly. To this, exactly. And this isn't sponsored by Submeta. This is not an advertisement or anything. But, but it's lucky cool. if you want to sponsor us, you can. <laughs> yeah, reach out. <laughs> uh, but uh, at the moment on Submeta, I'm going through a um, butterfly, butterfly guard um, sequence. So I'm like, it shows you your progress Which bar. Which is convenient because I don't know anything about Butterfly Guard and you, you keep asking me all anything. these questions <laughs> and I'm like, fucking uh, what? I was lucky. <laughs> oh, you lost me at Caterpillar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where's that button? <laughs> the old Tweety Bird button. Oh, that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the outro button. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> uh, I've got a, I've got like a soundboard with a bunch of buttons, and you know, it's it's a it's a running joke. How I always fuck the buttons up. <laughs> yeah, and that we've got four blank buttons. We could have great, like yeah, but then yeah, well, I'll have I'm to get surprised you haven't put in like a broccoli <laughs> <laughs> or a pull it up, Jamie, or yeah, something yeah. in there. Yeah, I have to do something. But anyway, maybe that could be a hundred percent. But <laughs> anyway, Submeta seminar. He did this free seminar um, at at our gym while he was up. He was up for the ADCC trials, and yeah, it was really cool. So we want to talk a little bit about um, what he did, what we went over, mm. um, and uh, yeah. So let's start with you, Kieran, because uh, for me it was really cool. I mean, I've trained with Lockie in the past. Mm not as much as I, I would like to have. I mean, we first met in, in Brazil together and then again in Melbourne, but mm. you know, we live in different cities and I can't believe that it was the first time I saw him since I first moved back to Australia. So it's crazy. I, I know Lockie and his wife, Livia Giles, who's also a very accomplished grappler. Uh, and yeah, so we all f- first met in Brazil and I can't believe like I, I saw them here in Sydney. I was like, fuck man, I haven't seen you since I first like moved back to the country from, from Brazil, you know, and, I was, and when I first moved back, I flew into Melbourne cause I had a dog with me and the quarantine center in Australia is in Melbourne. Right. So you have to fly direct into Melbourne while right. your dog stays in quarantine. So I just stayed in Melbourne and trained at absolute MMA and taught a class there and stuff. And, mm. you know, and then I realized, fuck, I haven't seen you since then, like four years has passed and went back then they weren't the superstars. Craig wasn't a superstar yet. Like obviously I always knew they were very good at jujitsu. So it was really cool to, to get to train with them again uh, in person opposed to just, you know, stalking them online mm. be like, oh, what cool shit's Lucky doing, right? <laughs> so it was really cool. Um, you know, but it was also interesting because Lucky and I are very different heights and body types. So a lot of the techniques he showed were awesome, but then I was kind of, talking to him and picking his brain being like, oh yeah, that's really cool. I do it like this because I feel like I, I struggle with my legs or whatever. What do you think? What do you think the pros and cons are? And mm. so um, I got a lot out of it in that regard, that sort of finding the, I guess maybe is there a better way than the way I'm doing? Like if, sorry, let me rephrase that. Heaps of the things he showed were new to me because Lockie's very innovative with his jujitsu. And so he's got a whole, you know, a mountain of a wealth of knowledge that of techniques that, that I don't know yet, but some of the things that were maybe a bit more obvious and a bit more simple, it was good to chat to him and kind of have that back and forth of, is there a way I can be doing this better? What do you think? You know, Mm. short legs, long legs, blah, blah, blah. But I'm more interested to hear what you thought of it. 
because it was to some degree quite advanced sort of stuff we were doing. Yeah, absolutely. So for those um, that weren't in attendance, which is everyone, <laughs> it was a uh, armbar seminar. So basically- All no our idea. listeners are like, fuck, man, I want to learn leg locks from that guy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ironically, uh, Lachlan Giles, leg, leg lock expert, oh, jujitsu expert, we'll say. He's he's very well-rounded. And he, he decided to do a uh, seminar on no-gi armbars. Now it started off basically, you know, you got to walk before you can run sort of thing. So we, we started from the ground up, just learning the basic mechanics, fine tuning some things, pointing out some details. But then by the end of it, we got into some pretty advanced arm bars, like the Choi bar, for example, some uh, different, different ways to break grips. And what I got out of it was a couple of small details. Obviously you've taught an arm bar. If for those listening, Adam has taught arm bars before. I'd Once, Kieran. One time. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, do I know how to do an armbar? Of course. I'm a blue belt. I know how to do an armbar. Do I know all of the minor details to overcome some of the problems that I've been having with certain people or, or just little things that I haven't thought about or maybe little things you've taught before that I needed to see again? Then, yeah, of course. I got lots lots of little details out of it that when they add up over like a two-and-a-half, three-hour seminars on just armbars, they made a big difference. So I'm happy to report since the seminar, I've been doing nothing but hunting armbars and it's been very, very good. So- You're an armbar fiend now. Yeah, particularly because armbars were one of the submissions that I struggled with. It was one of the things that I knew was very powerful. I, was, I knew it was very, very successful with the highest levels of jiu-jitsu, but for whatever reason, I was getting caught up with certain things with my armbar technique. It was I was just unable to finish as many armbars as I attempted and I, I didn't really like the submission because I was shit at it and you, normally people don't like what they're bad at. But since then and even just before the that seminar, I decide, ironically I decided to work on my armbar so it was perfect for me at the time. And I think it, it was definitely it, it given me that um, – encouragement, confidence to just go for them. And now I'm hitting crazy arm bars from every which way, like going from the back to arm bars, going from, you know, ridiculous positions, like getting over underpass by Ollie and then hitting an arm bar or like, um, you know, going, going for like a sit over arm bar from um, your, what would you call it? Deep half guard positions. And just like looking, it's, it's like when you focus on one thing and I spoke about this with the over under, and this would apply to any technique when you really focus on the one technique for a short period of time, like a very condensed period, you start to see it everywhere, armbars everywhere. And that's what, that's what I'm going through at the moment. Yeah. It's so good. Like when you, oh, it was funny that I had a private this morning and I was <clears throat> talking to the student uh, about that you sometimes have, when you try to implement something new, you'll kind of have like one step back, two steps forward. Yes. Because initially you kind of have a bit of a, a lapse in your jujitsu because you're, you're, you've got blinkers on or – Yeah. Or it's a – Blinders. That, blinders, blinders yeah. right? <clears throat> they're called blinkers, on the ones that they put on horses, right? Race horses. Call yeah. them blinders. No, nah, blinkers. Okay. I could be wrong, but my mum has horses and okay. she told me they're called blinkers. All right. But I don't know. She's not an authority. I trust. Yeah, I trust. I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> a little, those things. Yep. Um, and yeah, so you kind of, you're so focused that you might be like focusing on the armbar and then, you know, you don't realize that they were giving you a, they were giving you their back the mm. whole time or whatever. So there's often a bit of a step back first, but yeah, then there's 
two, three, four steps forward, yeah. right? And now you start to, once that then integrates with the rest of your jujitsu, right? You start yeah. to, yeah, see it everywhere. And it's great. It's great. Because like, particularly when I first started, like really just hunting for them, it was pretty much exclusively from guard. I wasn't really using it as an offensive when I was in a good position. I'd go for my other, my, my A game, but now I'm, I'm integrating it into my A game. But the point I was making when I was trying to hit all these arm bars from guard, I was just not getting the arm bar and getting past. So it was very discouraging because like, yeah. I wasn't even getting close. I didn't even have their elbow. They're always pulling it in and just passing me and just smashing me and punishing me. So I was like, fuck this. I'm just getting my guard passed. But now it's, it's, they're, they're, fucking they're working. Suck. They're working. <laughs> they're working. And then um, I'm chaining it to different techniques. I'm like looking at uh, Kimura to armbar to triangle to whatever. Like, uh, like, like I said, from the back, if I can't get the, the choke or I lose their head and I'm about to lose the back, shoot the armbar, go for it. Or if I'm getting passed with over under, like I said, um, just shoot for the armbar and see what happens. And then, and now I'm, 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 you know, because I'm spending a lot more time in those positions, I'm getting better at them, more experience, more time, you know? Yeah. And it's feeling fucking awesome. I love arm bars now. They're like my favorite <laughs> thing right now. I, I remember ages ago, I was talking about like my only submissions that I go for are like, um, you know, you rear naked chokes, Kimuras and um, bow and arrows. Now arm bars is in there. <laughs> was, it a, was it an arm bar that I got you in last night? Mm. Was it? What was it that I got you in last night? No, no, no. It was like a collar choke. Yeah, yeah, remember? And I was oh, like, oh, yeah, that's that. right. It's just like a cross it, cause something. Yeah, and you almost went out and then because you didn't go out, afterwards you were like, I shouldn't have tapped. <laughs> no, nah, I shouldn't have because I was about to pass. Because if, if- No, you weren't. You yeah, were in half guard. No, I was about to pass, bro. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I see red, bro. I see red. <laughs> I was about to pass that's your a, guard in my that's, mind. That's all the blood in your eyeballs. <laughs> uh, no, so I was about to get my head out. I just felt it. I shouldn't have tapped because I knew you didn't. I knew you didn't have another ten seconds in you. It was so deep. You know, the only reason that you may have gotten out is because like it was hurting my elbow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I knew. Bro. I knew you were compromised. Yeah, the day the day before, I've never come so close to breaking my arm mm. without it breaking. Yeah, where it just wasn't caught in a submission, but I kind of like got tangled up and my arm got like mm. trapped in the gi somewhere, and then I also like. My arm was posted on the ground and then I kind of like fell all my weight through the back of my elbow. It was like, man, I thought it was going to snap, but it didn't. So my elbow's a bit sore. Uh, and then scary. so I was squeezing on the choke and I was like, ah, my elbow. Mm. But I saw you, I was like, but Kieran's face is redder than a raspberry. Keep squeezing. <laughs> nah, I should have held it because I, I wasn't, when I tapped, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of, you know, I tapped pretty, not late, but I tapped on time and- yeah, and for you, you're like on time is early. Exactly. You know? <laughs> you're like, you're, you're like the opposite of, you know, that expression, like if you're on time, you're late. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you got five like, minutes early. Yeah, you're you, like, five, you're like if, it's early, on, if it's on time, early. it's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kieran's like, if I'm, not, if I'm in, not lightheaded, it was yeah, early. Exactly. There's an expression in the Navy, particularly during training, and it goes, if you're not five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. And it makes dumb. it doesn't make any fucking sense. So if you're on time, you're late, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's just a Navy thing. But it makes sense to be prompt or whatever. But yeah, totally. Um, I felt like I could have given a little bit, but I didn't want to at the time. Like I had that little voice. It's like, nah, just fucking tap. Don't, you know, come on. And, uh, and I hate that voice now. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it was like, you know, if there were five seconds left in the round, would I have gotten it? No, I no. reckon you would have held. If I knew there was five seconds, yeah, I definitely yeah, would have yeah, held it. Yeah, I would have fought it. But um, anyway, you're living in the past, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I tonight. just wanted to talking about 
when you said, oh, you should go for arm bars and people mm. would rip their arm out and I'd get passed or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> a bit unrelated to to what we're going to continue to talk about with, That's with not what like we us. from <laughs> from Lockie. But I I often try to teach my students that one of the best – remember we did the episode – only a few episodes back about aggression? being yeah, yeah. Be, being aggressive. And I use the example of Jonas as being the- 93. 93 as having a super aggressive guard. And um, and then we actually had Nick, one of our Patreons visiting from New Zealand. Yeah, and I was, shout out to Nick. Sorry, I didn't get to meet you, Nick. I yeah, that's sick. right. You went there. Yeah. Fucking chest infection, piece yeah. of shit. Sorry, Nick. You didn't get to see Nick. Yeah, I was disappointed. I know. I, myself. I told him I'd pay him to beat you up. And then you didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was like, Coon's duck on me, bro. <laughs> but no, Nick, legend, bro. Thanks for visiting. You know, you're welcome anytime. But yeah, I was like, Nick, that's Jonas. That's the guy I was talking about. Yeah, you know, he's guard's super offensive. Yeah. Um, but uh, just kind of winding it back a little bit, I teach my students like, yeah, we could all we could develop your armbar technique and skill, mm. which is, you know, is one way to do it, which is Obviously, your armbar has improved since the seminar with Lockie. I mean, it was a long seminar. We did mm. probably two hours at least, least. of just technique. Yeah. And then after, at the end of the seminar, like Lockie rolled with everyone. Yeah, I rolled with him. It was yeah, great. He rolled with, I, I think he the only people he, <laughs> did he yeah. I think the only people he didn't roll with were the people who, I don't know, had didn't to leave. Have, yeah, yeah, had to leave. Like he, he rolled with everyone. Yeah, he stayed and rolled. Like literally people were queuing up to roll with him. He rolled yeah. with absolutely everyone with that no, wanted to. With no break in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolute yeah. legend. Um. My friend was like, did you heel hook him? I was like, no, I just slammed him, knocked him out. No. <laughs> just switched uh, um, Yeah, so that's one way to do it. But also if you're talking about specifically guard, I think a bigger piece of advice is to to have better guard retention because I, you've, heard, you've heard me say this before. If you – let's take a hypothetical situation. If I said, man, no matter what you do, no matter what mistake you make, it is impossible to get your guard passed – Right, you'd be like sick. I'm gonna like I'm free to attack whatever crazy yep. thing I want. So, in other words, if you're really comfortable at retaining your guard yep. after a failed submission attempt, you're then more willing to attempt submissions. Hundred percent, and that's exactly what I'm going through at the moment. My my guard has become way more aggressive because instead of it being like survival and oh, I need to get back up and I need to get back on top, it's now like I can submit this person, so I'm going to relentlessly attack. And I have that guard retention to rely on because it's yeah. gotten better. Yeah. It's so, great. So, and the, the way that sort of connects to what Lockie showed. So in the beginning of the seminar, it was relatively, I mean, still great information, mm-hmm. but relatively basic in terms of, we just looked at the, the mechanics of the arm bar, which for a lot of people is new information, right? Even some, you know, colored belts, they might not be aware of some of the more detailed mechanics of the armbar. And we yeah. looked at some grip breaks from a standard armbar, right? Yeah. Like as if your opponent's flat on their back, right? Yeah. Not an armbar from guard. Um, and that was cool because, but Lockie also made a great point. Like he showed his favorite armbar grip breaks. He said something really, really good. Cause as he went round, other people were showing him like the grip breaks they use. And he was kind of like, he said something along the lines of, Man, there's like, I don't know, let's say there's like a hundred different ways to break the grip for an armbar. He's like, maybe like 10 of them are good. You know, he's mm. like, as long as you, as long as you master like a few of those 10, you're sweet, whichever one works best for you, you know? So uh, what I was saying at the start of like the long leg, short leg thing, like I really liked Lockie's armbar grip breaks. 
they don't really work super well for me or at least the way that I do it. But I can definitely, I've had since then some students do it on me, right? And it works really well for them, mm. right? Like, so kind of like what he said, he's like, oh, man, there's like 10 of the hundred are good. As long as you know a few of those, you're sweet, right? So there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. That expression's really intense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> uh, hell. Yeah, anyway. Uh but then we went into the Troy bar and this is where it's kind of, I think connects to what I said about guard retention stuff because a Troy bar is a bit more of an advanced. What is a bar. Troy bar? Um, I don't know. Some type of sushi roll thing. <laughs> 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 like a chocolate bar from Japan. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, it's, I believe it's named after this guy, I think. But anyway, it's really just like how I'm trying to, for those who don't know, I'm mm. trying to think how can I explain it really clearly uh, in an audio format. So it, the entry to a Troy bar is pretty much just K-guard on their arm mm. instead of on their leg. But the thing that makes a Troy bar a little bit more um, advanced is it typically appears from passing attempts. It's not to say it's not so, – so like how – let's say – so they're like if, passing a Toriander or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so let's a, say I'm lying flat on my back mm-hmm. and someone is passing to my left, right? Mm-hmm. I'm essentially going to, to keep it simple, like I'm essentially going to try to like gable grip around their elbow of that arm that's closest to my head. So their left arm? No, it would be their right arm, right? Because they're passing to my left. Mm-hmm. So their right arm would get yes, to Yes, sorry, yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Right? And then my right leg is going to go over their head, behind their armpit and in across their belly, mm. kind of like turning it into a Kimura slash belly down armbar position. That's, I mean, I think that's the best way I can kind of audio, like explain it in an audio format. Right? Yeah. That's kind of a true bar. So they come about from people essentially being halfway past your guard. So that's kind of what makes them more advanced right? Whether you let someone get there so you can attack a Troy bar or whether you attack a Troy bar because they got there despite your best efforts to keep them in front of your guard, the nature of where you throw up the Troy bar from is more advanced, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have really poor guard retention, chances are if they get that far, they're probably just going to pass you anyway. That's my opinion on on the position. Could you do a Troy bar sort of from a closed guard-ish position? Yeah, you kind of could. It's like very similar to throwing your leg over the head to attack a Kimura from from a closed guard sort of position. Mm-hmm. But it was um, there were some really cool details that Lockie had about the the mechanics of the Troy bar. But once you get into the position, you're essentially in a belly down armbar, mm-hmm. really, and then you're just trying to like break the grip and now everything else applies like the mechanics of the arm bar and mm. you know, do they roll and then it turns into a regular arm bar and you got to break the grips and whatnot. But when I, when I had a roll with Lockie at the seminar, first time we've rolled in bloody years. And um, like I said, last time we, we trained together, he wasn't the superstar he is today. Uh, but he was quite specifically trying all the Troy bar stuff. It was good to feel it in person, like the amount of control that he can generate with it. And, um, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Like I got a lot out of it. I probably only hit one Troy bar since. Mm. You know? I haven't hit a single one yet. Oh, bro, come on. Yeah, yeah but they're quite I hard, work, right? Drill but, it, yeah. but yeah, like you you were there, so you know what I mean. The position that you attack it from it's very difficult is is almost them being past your guard, 
right? Yeah. So how did this come about? Well, this came about because it was a very natural progression, right? Like he said, well, K-Guard came about because people would go to – well, I mean, you can attack K-Guard with your opponent in front of you, but it's also a very good guard retention tool. From what you can. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Like someone is passing your guard mm. – you can reach up, grab their legs. You don't even necessarily have to invert, right? You just kind of do a kind of back roll mm -hmm. to get your hips up and around their legs and you throw K-Guard in. But then what if people start passing essentially around to north-south, but they're almost more sprawled out in kind of a push-up position because they don't want you to grab their legs and go to K-Guard? Well, that's where then the arms become the legs, right? And you pretty much do the exact same thing you would do to someone's legs, but to their arm yeah. to go to a Troy bar. And instead of like the gable grip around their knee, that knee is obviously the elbow. The elbow, yeah. that's right, yeah. That makes, when you phrase it like that, it makes more sense in my mind. Because when I think the Troy bar, because of how complex it, I felt it was at the time, it, it, it gets a bit hazy, if that makes sense. Yeah. But now that you've explained it as just, it's literally K-guard with the arms, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, pretty much is, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was some so so actually hitting it is I found kind of at least for me and my game it was it was quite hard to hit it in rolls because I don't really even want people getting to that position. Mm. I'm actually quite fortunate with my long arms I can often still reach their legs, mm -hmm. you know, and just and just go to a leg entanglement. But I mean, there's lucky operates at a at a at another level and fights guys much much more skilled. I'm really excited to see him at ADCC. I am as well. He's that got a very DC. stacked division. Oh my Bro. God. For those that don't know, the ADCC division that Lockie competes at is 77. And Let it me, is absolutely stacked with talent. If you, if you, I mean, all the divisions are stacked to this but, ADCC. But 77 I mean, is the particular, the one that I'm particularly it's, interested it's in. It's going to be, well. And 66, I mean, it's going to be the biggest, biggest ADCC of all time until mm. the one in another two years. Exactly. It always <laughs> is, which is good. It means that yeah. the, the actual event, the sport is growing and it's fantastic. But, Read hey, some names off. So we got JT Torres, Hanato Kanutu, Lucas Lepri, which man, Lucas, not only is he alliance, so obviously I, I, I cheer for him. It's mm. even, I mean, I'm not even, actually nowadays I don't really care. I more invested in the individual than go, I want this guy to win because he's from this team. All the teams, it's, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. well, I want this guy to win because I like him as an athlete. Yeah. It's the only title Lepre doesn't have. You know, ADCC. So he, okay. Yeah, so he's like got pan titles, yeah, yeah. World, world titles, mm. European titles, Brazilian national titles. Mm. I mean, I don't want to count him out because it's Lucas Lepre, the greatest lightweight of all time. It's stacked man, though. It's stacked. It's hard to, like the young guns- like Krikorian's in there as well. Man, so, yeah. So let me read the rest. we got Lepri, Mika Galval, mm. Lockie, Cade Rotolo, Dante Leon, Davey Ramos, Nicky Ryan, Roberto Jimenez, Tommy Langica, or however you pronounce his last name, Oliver Taza, um, William Tackett, AJ Barch. Who's this dude? Kenta Iwamoto. He won the ADCC Oceana Charles. And, um, He's very, very good. And Andy Varela. So like- Yeah, Kento's from Japan. He-, he um, The trials that were just here. Yeah, he won He won the finals. Oh, did he? Yep. What a beast. Yeah, it was a really, really good match, but he fought so well. Um, the other guy that- um, So who was he in the final? I, I Apologies to his competitor. There were two like outliers that not no one from like the Australian scene really knew well, right. if that makes sense, right. uh, unless they did. Like, But everyone that I was with and the people that I was talking to leading up to the event, 
we weren't really tracking them. So some of the big names um, got knocked out earlier. Like, um, yeah, so we were all very shocked um, that, you know, the semifinals were – could have each of the semifinals could have been a final. Could have been a final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the the favourites, the Australian favourites got knocked out um, right, on both right. both semis. And then the, everyone was like, who are these guys? Right, But right. Kento, man, I, I know who he is now. He's fucking weapon. Yeah, I mean, but I look at that and, yeah, like I said, I don't want to write off – Lepre, because yeah, he's the greatest lightweight of all time. But I look at that and I go, "It's gonna be uh, tough." <laughs> I, like I've like if someone was like, "Where are you putting your money?" Yeah, I'm not gonna name uh, uh, a uh, particular person, but I'm gonna say definitely <laughs> on the young guns. Yeah, I got, like, I got um, Mika or uh, maybe Kukorian, one of those two. Yeah, like I guess if if yeah, gun to my head, even, I would either uh, have Mika or Cade. Or Cade, yeah, fuck, and and then we also have. Um, uh, Ryan as well. So yeah, he's unfortunately had a whole bunch of injuries. Yeah. Though. That's like, the only reason I'm like, maybe, maybe Cade or maybe Mika. I think maybe like, they I don't know, finals. man. Like it's just, like, it seems like Anyone one competition win. after the next, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, last competition, no one over 31. Yeah. Next competition, no one over 29 one. The yep. next competition, no one over 28. It's like, man. Next these, no one over 14. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. It's crazy. They're, it's, so, it's they're so, so good. It's amazing. And, Mick is so good, man. And yeah, yeah he, he was hitting Choi Bar. He's, he's hit it a couple of times. I think Lockie yeah, was saying. So, yeah, Lockie mentioned it. So in the, in the final of Worlds mm. against, that was against Ty though, mm. not yep. against Cade. Yep. Um, Ty Rotolo. Yeah, he went for it really aggressively, which mm. then turned into an Omniplata attempt and yeah. Ty escaped. But um, you you couldn't quite see it because of the angle. So, yeah, this was from essentially close guard. So you can still attack it from close guard with that sort of leg over the head, Kimura, Omniplata-ish yeah. position. Because for a Troy bar, you want that internal rotation of the shoulder. I really like that know? position. It's very yeah. like the, the Troy bar entry or position that then connects to essentially finishing an armbar is that Kimura like on the platter like position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, he's, yeah. I just look at that division and I go, okay, like there's not a single person there. And unfortunately for me, it's only because Kenta, I mean, I didn't know who he was, yeah. but if we ignore Kenta, and I'm not discrediting him, but I look at that and any single name, if they were the champion, I wouldn't look at that and go, oh, that's an upset. No way. You know, like they're all it's fucking- anyone's division at the moment. It's so stacked. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I kind of go, fuck, man, like Mika and Cade on runs. And yeah, Nikki, I'm not writing off, but uh, yeah, but he, just he, had a bunch of He's been out of the game for a little while. And, so yeah, yeah, totally. But like Hanata Kanut is so good. Man, yeah. I would, I, I also- I'd be happy with anyone winning. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I would really like Lepri to win- because I'm a massive fan of him yeah. and his jujitsu, and he's a super nice dude. And it's also like, if he doesn't win it this year, I would mm. find it. I mean, he's already, I'm not sure how old Lepre is off the top of my head, but I mean, he's already a six time world 30s. champion. He owns a gym. He's got yeah. like a three year old daughter. Like yeah. it's, he's coming it's now to the, never sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. He's coming, to the, he's it, coming yeah. to the end of his competitive career. You not his jujitsu career. You could say career, the same about Lachlan. This might be, you know, he's, Maybe not the end, but yeah, Lockie's only a little younger than me. I think Lockie's yeah. thirty-four. He's reaching 35. sort of the peak of his his sort of jujitsu. Um, As like competitive, competitive jujitsu, jiu-jitsu yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's going to be a world class coach for forever. Yeah, like he, he's just got that you know that thought thought process about jujitsu. Yeah, but I did when we're on the topic of ADCC. I did want. I have to say we haven't mentioned it yet that Jeremy Skinner, who has been on this podcast. 
won 80cc trials. He did, yeah. He so won we the were, 66, right? Yeah, he won 66 80cc trials Oceana, and we were talking about him um, competing in trials. That was his big comp on the on the podcast episode when yeah, he did come Yeah, I think when up. he was on here, he had the fight coming up with Talison Solardi's, which, which he won. He won. Yep. And then and he then the trials was the next sort yeah, of yeah. So a lot of our conversation was was geared around that big event coming up because that was his like make or break also moment. Like, um, also a student of Lachlan Giles. So yeah, going yeah. back to how credible Lockie is at the start when we we're saying if mm-hmm. you don't know who he is, not only was he Craig Jones's coach, uh, Jeremy Skinner's as well, and other yeah. big names, Ben Hodgkinson, who yes. made the finals of the eighty-eight kilo division, which yeah. he won last time at the trials. Unfortunately, this time he, uh, he lost to yeah. um uh to what's his name. Uh, oh, I'm blanking. I was there. <laughs> yeah, you were there. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm on the spot. I'm like, uh, yeah, it was a really, really good God match as well. It was, it was quite name. a, it's quite the upset. Um, but Jeremy, he is competing. Look out for his name, Jeremy Skinner. He's competing at the at upcoming ADCC. Flow Grappling did a feature on him because he um, he won with all submissions. His run through ADCC trials was 100% submissions, um, all via some form of leg entanglement. Funnily <laughs> enough, he, he got a, a knee bar finish in the finals. He got a couple uh, mostly heel hooks. I don't think he got a straight footlock, but is 66 a hard weight for him to make? Or he does he- have the cut for it. It's yeah. not. It's it is the, his best weight. He, there's no way he could do 77. He would need to He's to bulk too, yeah. way. Like he would need to spend like two years bulking into that weight. You can fast track that bulking process. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. Um, Jesus, right? <laughs> and Asahi, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, he uh, he does need a cut 66, but he, he looks good at 66. Like he's not like super fatigued and he's not super gaunt, you know, he, yeah. he fills out into 66 very, very nicely or cuts down, I should say, into 66 very comfortably. So it, it is definitely his best um, chance. Yeah. And yeah, he absolutely put on a clinic. It was great. And it's funny that um, I do have to mention this. If you go to Jeremy Skinner's Instagram and you'll see it, but he has an instructional out that funnily enough, I helped produce. Well, well, uh, well, 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 well. <laughs> I don't get well, any commission on not it. Not so. sponsored by Submeta. Not, not sponsored, sponsored by, by Technically. S- technically, <laughs> yeah. So Technically uh, is owned by Scramble Brand, the, the um, jiu-jitsu apparel company. And- Jeremy's latest instructional, um, Quantum Leg Entanglements. He's well, got, it's a very cool name, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got this sequence that um, that we filmed where he, it's like this very specific leg entry and shot for shot, they match that with the exact same leg entry that he hit in the quarterfinals in ADCC. And I shit you not, it is identical. And it's amazing that he hit the exact same sequence that he shows in his instructionals. So if that doesn't sell the instructional, I don't know what will. Can, can you make a little- Side by side of that video, or you're saying someone already did? No, they already did. Flow Grappling did? Uh, no, no, it was Technically that did it. No, but like, but t- oh, but Technically made the side by side from ADCC. Yes. Can you like steal that and we'll post it so people could know what we're talking about? Mm, sure, I can try, but probably not. But just send me the Instagram link sure, and you, I'll you, steal it. Okay, you can, <laughs> st- <laughs> you can steal it, but it's really what, cool. So I, I will, I will sh- repost it and tag. Yeah, yeah, repost it. Yeah, that's yeah. what people do. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Fucking but it's on above, the internet. It's, it's like a vertical thing, and above is the sequence from ADCC, and below is from his instructional, and it's identical. I, 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 oh, I want to see it. It's so cool. It's like, yeah, it, it just goes to show, like that. 
you know, with these instructionals, yeah, you can buy an instructional on Banana Guard or fucking Tarantula Guard and never see it in a competition. Or you can go to proven techniques and see them working in competition, which is why Gordon Ryan always focuses on hitting whatever instructional is coming up. He focuses on that. Or or Lachlan Giles, you can you can see his K-Guard working at the highest levels. And now Jeremy Skinner. Yeah. It's cool. I, um, I just, you know, there was, I actually boy. haven't seen what will be We've gotten a little off topic from talking about yeah, what were we Lockie, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Lockie and, and, and Troy Bars. Yeah. But there was uh, this video. I haven't seen what the So so hang on. Yeah. So there's a I just found Plain. this video. Yeah. So there's a video of Ty Vitolo, one of Andre Galval's uh, students, uh-huh. and he was asked a question about um the upcoming super fight of Galval and, and Ryan. That's on 1FC, right? No, no, the super fight at ADC. Oh, the ADC. So I'm happened. thinking of Felipe Pena, I think. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he, he was asked his opinion of, of that upcoming super fight. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously he's going to back his coach, of mm. course. Um, but, I mean, I just – speaking about Gordon Ryan and how much of a troll and piece of shit he is, but also you can't argue with his jiu-jitsu mm. and his ability to – like clear as day, be like, here's my instructional. Look at me do that on another fellow world champion. Yeah. Right. But yeah. like, I just interested. I I don't really keep up with all the comments and stuff on Instagram, but I'm wondering what Gordon Ryan's reply will to, be to it. To have, you, have you seen this? No, 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 I haven't. But um, can I play this or will we get copyrighted? I don't think the audio will come through. I'll get it on my phone. And I'll play it. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he pretty much says that he reckons Gordon will fuck you. Uh, Galvan will fuck up Gordon. Reckons he'll like outwork him and tire him out. Oh, that's a bold statement, man. That's a bold statement. And I was like, it is. And I was like, okay, of course you're going to back your coach. But I just wonder what online reply Gordon has been like. We'll we'll look out for it. We'll keep keep you informed. We'll look out for it. But uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, like (laughs) fucking Gordon, right? Yeah. I think- what makes him such a character is no one's done that sort of shit before. Like the whole, you know, the triangle thing, how he drew the triangle and gave it to the commentator, open this after the match. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the showmanship like that, no one you else know, is on that level yet. Like he wants to go down as the best grappler of all time. This mm. is what he should do, despite how much I, it's not, I, I say I dislike him. It's not, I just don't really have a lot of patience for like online trolling. You don't like stuff. the persona. We've, yeah, yeah. I don't like trash the online persona that, that he stuff. Has. I just, yeah. you know, and maybe in person is that's not him. No, I, that's not totally. I, not. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But I just, I'm not into it. Mm. But imagine, you know, so like in the twin 2017, I think it was, Cobrinha did like, so you've got the, what's considered the grand slam in mm. jujitsu mm. winning, um, Euros, Pans, and Worlds, and Brazilian Nationals, I think. Well, that's the Super Grand Slam, right? Winning all four? Well, the Super Grand Slam is – yeah, so the Grand Slam is winning Euros, Pans, and Worlds. Cabrinha did the Super Grand Slam, they called it. I think he's still the only person to have ever done it. Where In in the one year he won Euros, Pans, Worlds, Brazilian Nationals, and ADCC. That's amazing. Right? (laughs) That is amazing. Imagine if Gordon did this, right? Because I heard, not naming any names, but I heard, you know how Gordon and Nicholas Marigali have been doing some training together? Yes. Because Marigali's been training with him and Danaher. Yes. And there's been some photos popped up of them rolling in the training in the gi. Mm. And whatnot. I, I heard a rumor that apparently like Gordon was smoking Marigali in the gi. Mm. 
Rumors are rumors. I don't know. And it's also just training. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much weight is behind that. But there's no doubt that- Gordon's proven himself in gear before. Dude, there's no doubt that if you put Gordon in, in the gear, he would be astronomically good, yeah. right? The same way that, you know, okay, Lepre hasn't won ADCC, but take him out of the gear, he's still one of the best, you know, lightweights in the world. Yeah. But imagine if Gordon did this, right? Imagine if in the one year- he did, I don't know what you call this, the uber duber super mega grand slam. It would have to Imagine be the Gordon Ryan slam or something. The Gordon Ryan, the, the Ryan slam. Yeah. Imagine if in the one year he won, not just like um, Euros, Pans. So he does what Cabrinhas does. He wins Euros, Pans, Worlds, Brazilian Nationals, ADCC. But then with all of those, he wins them weight, absolute, both in gi and no gi. Imagine if you did all that in one year. I don't yeah, even undeniably know. Undeniably, the best grappler of all time. I don't even know if that's humanly possible. Like, it's is a lot of physically possible. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't have much time between comps. Not at all. You'd have but like imagine a month. that. Yeah. Like that would be. Yeah, that would be the crazy. Side. Then he gets popped on the fucking podium, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's that would get be popped. an astronomical accomplishment. Imagine. It'd be it's crazy. Incredible. It's incredible. But anyway, even without that, you can't. I'm not saying he needs to do that before <laughs> he's credible. I'm just saying before, before, he, <laughs> because, before yeah, he's, he's regarded credible. as yeah, one yeah. of the best of all time. He's Whether you like him or hate him, holy shit, you can't fault his jujitsu. I am I'm it looking so, forward. So good. I'm looking forward to this ADCC so much. I'm gonna get flow grappling just to watch it. We we might be having a watch party. Oh definitely. Oh oh I'm in. Well, it's I funny. Mean, probably not. At, probably not at the gym. I'll probably be like, "Hey, Alex." You yeah, I was about to say, hey, <laughs> "Alex, what are you doing?" Alex, man? you got a nice house. Can we, <laughs> Alex is a beautiful house. Do a watch party. Yeah, ACC? yeah. So it will be. Uh, it should be during the day, right? Being at night. I think because it's in Vegas, it'll be. I think. Well, it's over two days, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think if we we're doing a watch party, it would just be for the finals. Yes, definitely. Right. Definitely. So that the would then flights. be, I think, Sunday morning. Oh, I'm us. there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. So long as it's not before three in the morning. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. I'll go anyway. I'll go anyway. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. I'm there. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to ADCC. You know. Every division is stacked, man. Every, every, every and, and I mean, stacked. we say that now in another yep. two years time at the next ADCC, it'll be even bigger again. It's yeah. just get, getting bigger. bigger so I wasn't bigger, into jujitsu during the last ADCC. I don't think I'd started training yet. So I missed I missed the hype, and now that I've had two years in the sport, I know personally some people competing in eighty six. You do which like is, yeah, you went to school amazing. with Jeremy. Like, yeah, yeah, which know. is which is cool. I, I, I've been you met Lockie at the yeah. I've been following along, um, and Craig as well. We had Craig, Craig Jones. Yeah. We we met him. Uh, so I've been following along with the journeys of all of the, and even Mick. I've been following along with his journey and a whole bunch of other athletes. That this is the first you know, the Olympics of jiu-jitsu, if you will, really. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, Mika was what, like a purple or brown belt when you started. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. you were- it wasn't on like, it was, I'm sure he was on the scene, but not like in the, the limelight that he is now. So it's really exciting for, for my position to to know enough about the sport and I've spoken enough about the sport now and I've I've followed the sport long enough that this, I'm really excited for this. More yeah, than, more than Worlds, good. it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, in saying that, Worlds was fucking awesome too. Worlds was awesome, and I'm I'm disappointed I didn't get to watch as much of Worlds that if I you haven't to. watched the the Mika and Tie fight, I haven't for even the seen light that yet. Weight fi- yeah. Lightweight final, yeah, fucking. I mean, it's not like wasn't like a Forrest Griffin UFC fight. If you, if you <laughs> yeah, know I that. remember like, Forrest Griffin with Stefan Bonner. Big, wasn't big it? ears, like, fucking. Anyway, it's like a. Man, it's still like you got the two youngest, most explosive, yeah. exciting grapplers, and it wasn't like I'll some boring in the gi match. Like it was still a, it was still a fucking sick match. Yeah, man. it was awesome. I'm looking forward to it. 
Um, all right, guys. Well, anyway, if you want to learn more from Lockie, again, we're not sponsored by Submeta. But check but, it out. But it's check worth it out. Checking it's out. Very, even for a month. Yeah. Like uh, $25 for a month. Like we said, it's not like an instructional. It's more like a course. You actually got to participate in it. Mm. So in other words, you should learn more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, if you don't know who he is, now you do know who Lockie is. Look out for him at ADCC. And uh, we'll also talk in the future about what we learned from Craig Jones because we had some training with him recently. Mm. So we've got that coming up. But until then, guys, we're back. It's good to be back. And we'll catch you on the next episode. 